0: Tonight I want to talk to you for a few moments on the Believer's Authority. The Believer's Authority. And how many know we have authority? We have authority in this earth. We have authority over principalities and powers of darkness. We have authority over the things that are in this earth today because... God gave us authority. A lot of times we put everything on God and then when bad things happen, we blame God. But the reality is a lot of stuff that happens in our life is not the doings of God. It is our choices that we have made decisions that we have made because God has given us authority and dominion, but he has also made us, uh, free will. So we make choices and decisions, you know, uh, people have this theology. It's a messed up theology. It's not, it's not sound theology, but they have this theology that, that you are predestined. You are either predestined for heaven or you're predestined to hell right so you don't you don't know that well there is that theology out there you're predestined to heaven and you know you was just a bad seed or you got the you know the the, the Cain seed or you got the able seed and you just nothing you can do about it but that, is, that, isn't the, that isn't the God we serve. It, it, isn't, it isn't true to the scriptures. Amen. When he talks about predestination, we were all predestined to be like Christ. Amen. But he gave us a choice. Do you want to be like Christ? This is what I had a plan for you, Jeremiah. Right? I, I have this plan and, and I have a purpose for you. But do you want to fulfill this plan? Do you want to look like Christ? Do you want to fulfill the purpose that I have for you? And so away with this uh, concept that some just don't have, uh, you, don't, you don't have any choice in the matter. He, it would, if that were true, then it would nullify the reasoning for Jesus ever coming to the earth. Because if you was going to go to hell, why would he have to come and die? Amen. And if you was on your way to heaven and nothing you could do about it, then he would never have to die. Right. And so that that just isn't true at all. There isn't no legitimacy to it. And and so uh, but on those basis, a lot of times we act as though that it doesn't matter what we do. Things are just going to work out the way they're going to work out. But the reality is they're going to work out, determine, and based upon the decisions and choices we make in life. Amen. Amen. And so I want to talk first of all tonight, and talking about the believer's authority, I want to go to Ezekiel chapter 28. And I'm going to do more teaching tonight. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture, so however you best uh, take that in, if that's writing them down or, or... putting them on your phone or whatever case it is for you. um, Do that tonight. Because I'm planning on doing more teaching than preaching, but you just don't ever know. Ezekiel chapter 28, verse number one, it says the word of the Lord came to me again. This wasn't the first time. It came to me again, saying, Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, Thus says the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up, and you say, I am a God, I sit in the seat of the gods in the midst of the seas, and yet you are a man and not a God. Thus you set your heart as the heart of a God. Verse number 11, it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to To me saying son of man take up the lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him thus says the Lord God you were the seal of perfection full of wisdom and perfect and beauty you were in Eden in the garden of God and every precious stone was in your uh, covering the uh, sardius and the tapas and the diamond and The oxen and the jasper and the sapphire and the turquoise and the emerald and the gold with gold and the workmanship of the timbrel and the pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. And you were the anointed cherub who covered, and I established you. And you were on the holy mountain of God who walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. And you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. And by the abundance of your uh, trade, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. And therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. And I destroyed you, O oh, covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones, your heart was lifted up because you, your beauty and you corrupted, your wisdom from, for the sake of the, your splendor. And I cast you to the ground and I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the, the iniquity of your tr- trading. Therefore, I brought fire from the, your midst it devoured you, and I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you, who knew you among the peoples your aston- are astonished at you, you have become on uh, a horror, and shall be no more forever now, when we look at this, we see that here that he is talking about the fall of, of the king of Tyre. But we also see that he is talking about the devil. Can we agree on that? It's called the law of double reference. It is looking at one person, but referring not to that person, but the person or the spirit that which controls that person or the controlling force behind that person. Another double reference is in Isaiah chapter 14 when we look at the king of Babylon. In Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 12 it said, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down from the ground, you who uh, weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mountain of the congregation on the fathering Uh, "...farthest sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High, yet you shall be brought down to Silo, to the uh, lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners. He is talking here uh, in part, he is talking about the king of Babylon, but he is speaking to the spirit behind the king of Babylon, right? And he is saying that the day will come whenever that we get to heaven and we look into the realm of the spirit and we see lucifer we see satan in the pit that we will be amazed that that is the one who had us scared that is the one who shook nations that's the one that destroyed cities you got to be kidding me that right there did it right and so he's speaking to this spirit that is behind it And he is saying that this is what destroyed the cities. This is what uh, caused Babylon to fall. He is speaking about the spirit behind it. And he is also speaking about Babylon itself. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 23, Jesus turned to Peter and he said, get behind me, Satan. Right? Right? You're an offense to me. You are... Not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Now, but later on we see that he, he, he is talking to Peter and, talk, and he calls him a man of rock. And so uh, we see that and understand that he is not talking to the person, he is talking to the power behind the person. And so when we deal with people and we deal with circumstances and situations of life, we have to learn how to separate the person from their behavior. We have to learn how to deal and separate the person from that uh, controlling spirit that will control their life. And so whenever we take authority over the spirit that is upon a person, it doesn't mean that we're angry or militant to the person. We're just taking authority over the spirit that's trying to destroy their life. And so it is that when the enemy comes in, we have to control that spirit that the enemy is trying to work through. Because how many know that the devil didn't come here legally? And we'll get into this in a minute and I've taught it before, but I want to reiterate it and get it in your spirit deep because the truth of it is, is that anything that the devil is able to do in the earth, how many know the devil gets a lot of credit for things he can't even do? Amen. He has no authority in the earth. He has no power in the earth except what we have relinquished to him and so he never came here legally and so he 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 has no legal authority in the earth but whenever a person begins to allow them to be used through him then he can get the job done and so that's the reason why that demonic spirits are always looking for a body to possess they're looking for a a, a, a something that they can do in the earth what needs they are wanting to be done because they cannot do it except they find somebody to relinquish the authority that they have been given by God in the earth. And that's exactly what Adam did, right? He gave up that authority, that delegated authority, which uh, God gave him. And so we understand tonight that we have power and authority over all the works of the enemy. Because we have a body, amen. We came into the earth legally through the blood of man, right? And to understand authority, we must understand the law that governs authority. In order to exercise authority and and dominion, you had to be a man. You had to be a woman. You had to be human. You had to be mankind, right? And that's why God came in the flesh and Emmanuel, God with us and dwelt with us as a mankind because he came, he came through the legal realm so that he could legally operate in the earth. And so that he could show us that legally we have power over all the power of the enemy. Amen. Christ suffered for us in the flesh. In John 4 and 2, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. God's law states, stated that his authority has to be channeled through the fleshly body. That's why Jesus came through human form. He came into Emmanuel, God with us, so that he could dwell here in this legal form. Jesus knew who he was. He knew where he was going. He was not mystical. He was reality. He wasn't reformer. He was a creator. He wasn't a visionary. He was the light. He, he never reasoned. He knew. And so Jesus was not just a philosopher, but he searching for truth. He was the truth. Jesus knew why he came, from where he came, and the will of the Father that sent him to do that will. Amen. So John 3 and 8, he said, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the work of the devil. Everything Jesus did and said was for us. Amen. Amen. He didn't need to conquer the devil or to give parables. He did it as an example for us. He left us an example so that we should be following in the steps of Jesus. And in order for Jesus to show us how the spirit-filled person could exercise authority, he had to come as a man and be filled with the spirit. The miracles he performed while he was here, he did not perform as the the son of God. He performed as a human being filled with the spirit. Walking in the authority of a believer. Amen. He laid down his omnipotence. He laid down his omnipresence and he took on the form of a servant. He emptied himself and still God, uh, still God, but yet in a different form. Are you walking with me? Amen. He, he, he. You see, water, water is still ice, or ice is still water, but it's just in a different form, right? And so it is that he was still God, but he was in a different form. He put on flesh and he came and walked among us. He was God, but he wasn't functioning as God, right? I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a son. I'm a brother. I'm a preacher. But right now I'm not functioning in the other, the father, the husband, the brother. I'm functioning as a preacher right now. I'm still all of those things. Are you walking with me? But you see, he was functioning as a human being in the earth full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm functioning tonight as, as God would use me in my gift at this moment. But I want you to know that it's not because of uh, uh, that, that we have divine attributes or all of these things that we have. It is because the spirit of God lives on the inside of us, that we have authority over every work of the enemy that comes against our life. And the reason Satan has no authority is because he did not come as a human. He didn't come through the door of the womb. So he's here in illegal authority. And John 10 and 1 said, he that entereth not through the door of the sheepfold, (coughs) but climbs in some other way. The same is as a thief and a robber. Verse ten, he describes Satan as a thief and a robber. Jesus had legal rights because he was conceived of the Holy Ghost through a virgin. Amen. He went into Mary's womb. He came out, Emmanuel, God with us, and he transferred his authority then, uh, not only to him but to his disciples. And he said, as my father has sent me, even those now send I you. And so in that same authority and that same power that father God sent him into the earth, now he sends us as his disciples into the earth to destroy and to annihilate the works of the enemy and declare the kingdom of God has come and the will of God is being established within us. Amen. 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 So man's creation, he was created with authority. In Genesis, walk with me now. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 through 28. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our own likeness and let them have dominion over the flesh of the sea. And over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over The the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him he was talking about me. Amen. He was talking about me. Now. Now. I am, if you, you got to be around long enough, you can't just take one of my messages and think that's all that I am. You have to be around long enough because some people think, take one thing and they think that that's what I believe. But anybody who has been around knows that I, I appreciate our heritage and I, I honor our heritage and I thank God for our heritage. But there are some things that we have, in even meaning well, we were taught wrong amen and uh they they taught it to the best of their ability and it wasn't that they were were um not meaning well they was teaching to the best of their ability and one of the things that we were taught was is we was a wretched worm and that we were we were you know i remember growing up and and people tried to see who could be the humblest i guess and and uh Someone would come up and say I'm an old wretched worm and the other one said I'm the dust that the worm crawls in and, and all of that and, and all of that mess, you know. And so it gave us a mindset, we weren't no good, right? It's getting quiet. And we got this conception, this perception that we weren't anything. When the reality is, God's made us something. He has made us authority in the earth. Amen. He has given us dominion in the earth. He has created us for authority over all the works of the enemy, right? And so Psalms chapter 15 or 115 and verse 15, he said, may you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. Amen. So what's the Lord's? The heavens, but the earth. He, God, has given to the children of men. Did he give it to the devil? Has the devil ever took on the form of man? No, he didn't come in the form of man. So he has no authority here in the earth except by which we have given him. Man has been given the earth by God. Delegated authority. God is all authority but he has given us in the earth delegated authority over everything from the fish that are in the sea to the birds that fly in the air and everything in between. He has given us dominion and authority. Genesis 5:2 and 15, it said, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. God instructs Adam to tend to guard and protect the garden to tend to guard and to protect, keep guarding and keep protecting. Why do you have to guard and protect your garden? Because the seed you sow today will be tomorrow's harvest. And so if you sow evil seed or negative seed or doubtful seed today, it's going to produce a negative, doubtful harvest on your tomorrow. So you have to constantly guard and protect. You have to tend it. You have to take care of the garden that you are sowing. Genesis 2 and 17, And the Lord God commanded the man saying of the tree of the garden, You may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. In other words, you can eat of it, but there's going to be consequences. It's what we're talking about. There's choices. You choose to, to obey, then you can have this garden. You disobey and the consequences are going to be harm, trouble, evil, and you're going to die. Right? And so here we see that, that he is telling Adam, he's saying guard the, and protect this thing. Make sure the seeds you're sowing is good. He said, and keep, keep this in mind. You can have all of this garden, but this, this tree of good knowledge and good of evil. He said, don't eat there because if you do, there's consequences. You're going to die. Then we see man's fall and Satan's attack in Genesis chapter three and verse one said, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made and he said to the woman has God indeed said you shall not eat of the tr- every tree of the garden and the woman said to the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden God said you shall not eat of it nor shall you touch it lest you should die and then the serpent said to the woman You will not surely die for God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you shall be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw the tree of good for fruit, that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of it fruit and ate. And she also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves a covering. Mm -hmm. Have you ever read things in the Bible that just make you go, hmm? I, uh, I never did date. A whole lot. Um, But I know a few folks, and I don't know too many women that would go around talking to a snake. I don't even know any fairly good full grown men that (laughs) a snake starts talking to you, you're going to hang around. (laughs) Huh? Amen. And then. You know, there's this debate about the woman and the man. And and then my question is, is, where was Adam when this was going on? He was supposed to guard and protect the garden. And he's not guarding and protecting the garden. Right? And so he didn't guard and protect it. A serpent comes in some other way. Right? Because it isn't flesh. It's this snake that's talking and this woman's listening to it and he's off somewhere. Right? Not guarding and protecting the garden. And Satan tries to make you doubt that God and doubt the integrity of the word of God. So... They did, they made a choice here. You see this? They made a choice. Their choice was, we're going to eat what looks good to us. We're going to eat what we think looks nice. They had all the other garden. You see how the enemy will mess with you? They had all the rest of the garden, just this one tree. They had all the other garden, but this one tree. Don't eat of it. They had a choice. They could eat the rest or they could eat from this tree. They chose to eat from the tree, right? They chose. She gave it to Adam, but Adam had to choose to eat it. Right? And now the consequences are death. That moment, they were separated from God. That moment, they didn't die physically, but they died spiritually. And they were separated from God. And the Bible says that they began to sow themselves. The work of the flesh began. They sowed themselves fig leaves and made for themselves a covering. The covering that, that, that could not be produced by a man, right? Right? but only covering that could be produced by God himself. Amen. And so it was him that guarded, he protected, but yet they tried to make their own covering by sowing these fig leaves together. And then Romans chapter 6 and verse 16, he said, Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, say obey, to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey. Whether of sin to death or obedience to righteousness. So it's my choice. Am I going to live for righteousness or am I going to die to sin? It's our choice. It's my choice. I make that choice every day. Amen. I make that choice every day. I choose righteousness or I choose death. The voice we choose to obey will become our slave or we'll become its slave or its servant to that voice. In Luke chapter 4, Satan attacks Jesus and it said, then the devil take uh, taking him up into a high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world in a, in a moment's time. And the devil said to him, all authority I will give you and their glory of this has been delivered to me. And I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, All this is yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord God and only him shall you serve. And then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a high pinnacle in the temple. And he said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and keep you in all of their hands and they shall bear you up lest your dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered and said unto him, uh, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until the opportune time. If Satan did not have this authority, would not Jesus say it's not yours to give? So if it is now his to give, where did he get this authority? That he offers Jesus. He got it when Adam and Eve made a choice to eat of the tree that God said, don't eat from. That moment They relinquished their authority. That moment they obeyed the voice of sin instead of the voice of righteousness. They made a decision and they gave up the authority in the earth. Because now the voice they obeyed, they became the slave of. Right? And so we look and we see that that we make these choices. We choose to obey Satan or we choose to obey God. We choose to walk in righteousness or we choose to walk in defeat. First John chapter five and verse 19, he said, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. We know we're of God, but the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one or the sway of the wicked one. But how many know God had a plan? I like to call it the family plan. Amen. Amen. Because he he has a plan for the family. Amen. To bring the family back together. And in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. For this reason I bow my knee to the father the Lord Jesus Christ. From whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all of the fullness of God. Why are you waiting to go to heaven? Huh? Oh, I can't wait to get to heaven to get all of God. Well, he made it available now through the family plan that we can have all of the wisdom, the knowledge, the authority, the fullness of God now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Above all that we're able to ask or even think according to what? The power that works in us to him be glory. The church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's the family plan. Amen. That's the family plan. He didn't leave out and just say one generation, but he said, I'm sending Christ into the earth. And when he comes into the earth, he is going to begin to bless you, not according to what is in the natural, but what is according to the counsel of his will, according to the spirit, praise God, that, that dwells on the inside of you. And he said, it's to the all of the saints to understand the width, the length, the depth, the height, everything that God is, that we have a knowledge and it isn't even a knowledge but it surpasses knowledge and we are filled with the Spirit of God because Spirit always supersedes knowledge Because you can go somewhere in the spirit and not have an understanding or a knowledge of how you got a thing. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you tonight, you you can't comprehend salvation. But when you get salvation, it don't matter if you understand it or not. You have experienced it in your life. Amen. You don't have a knowledge of how you can lay hands upon a person that has cancer in their body. In the name of Jesus, it be broken off of their life. But the by the spirit you receive that healing and you don't need the knowledge because you have surpassed knowledge and you have got something in the spirit and God is wanting us to understand that we don't have to take that from the devil any longer but we have authority and dominion in the earth and we may not have a comprehension and understanding of it all but greater is he that is in me than the world that has come against me and I am an overcomer through and by the blood of Jesus Christ! Oh, somebody praise him right up in here now. Hallelujah. Slap somebody a high five and tell them, thank him for the family plan. Because it isn't just to you. But he said forever and forever. He said to all generations. This is why Jesus came hereafter. It's different now. Because Jesus has come and established his covenant with us. Hallelujah. There's, there's, there's two covenants. There's the Abrahamic covenant, but there's the covenant of Jesus amen it's a greater covenant it's a more excellent covenant praise God in that covenant when we get it we we get more than just what was poured out on Mount Garyism of the blessing and the cursing but we have life and life more abundantly we have the authority in the name of Jesus that we can declare praise God the principalities and powers of darkness and the wickedness of hell has to obey the voice of God that is within us because he has given us that authority we speak on his behalf We declare in the earth what has been declared in the heavens. And when we agree with what has been declared in heaven into the earth, the manifestation of God will be revealed in the earth. That's the reason why he said his word will not return into him void, but will accomplish where it has been sent. It isn't accomplished when it's been sent down. It's accomplished when it's been sent back up because as the rain and the snow comes down from the heavens and vapor goes back up, He said, so will my word not turn into me void. And so when we speak with authority in the earth and declare what God has said in the earth, in the heavenlies, it goes back up to him and when it goes back up to him, it does not return void. It will accomplish everything it's been set out to do. Hallelujah. And so we have to operate in that realm. We can't walk around like a bunch of whip pups. We can't walk around because, listen, if we continue to be passive, if we continue to hide behind our, our stained glass windows, if we continue to stay hunkered up in buildings and we don't go out and evangelize our region, this nation's about to go to hell. We've got to have some authority. We've got to have some people that know their God. We've got to have some folk that arise up and say, wait a minute, God has given me a family." Plan. My children don't have to go to hell. My son and my daughter don't have to be possessed. We don't have to deal with this drugs and addiction any longer because he has given me authority over it in the name of Jesus. Amen. We have access to the covenant. Amen. We have access to the covenant now to Abraham. And his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to the seeds as of many, but as of one. And to your seed, who is Christ. Amen. And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of the transgressions till the, uh, the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through the angels by the hand of the mediator. <laughs> what good was the law? The law was a schoolmaster. It was a teacher to teach you. Even the one in which the hands are uh, brought it down. Moses was not able to enter thereby into the land of promise. Amen. Amen. It taught us we couldn't keep the law. And we needed grace. <laughs> we needed a promise. And that promise was Jesus Christ. First John 3 and 8, the reason the Son of God was manifest. The Amplified says manifest, make visible, was to undo, destroy, loosen, dissolve the works of the devil and what he has done. When Jesus was here on the earth, he said in Matthew 28 and verse 18, he said, and Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Power in heaven be in God. Power in earth be in man. He did, not get have, he did not make this statement because, because he was the son of God. He made this statement now because he was in flesh being the son of man. I have power, all power in heaven, and I have all power in earth. He was the bridge between heaven and earth. All God and all man, all at the same time. And he said, now all power is given to me. I've I've got perfect understanding of what's going on in heaven. And I've got a perfect will of God for what's going on in earth. And all power has been given to me in both realms. But now you and I as child of God, all power has been given to us in the earth to carry on the family business. Amen. Amen. He was born man into the earth, which gave him legal authority in the earth. But he was God in heaven. Jesus reminds us that we are in authority here in the earth. Luke 8, he turns it and he said, And I said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. In other words, he said, he ain't all of that. I was there today. Father God cast him out. I seen him fall. And he said, behold, I given to you. Power. Check that word out. That word means authority. I give you Authority to tread upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the authority or the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Behold, I've given to you this authority. Because why? Because you're the son of God. Amen. You are mankind. You are man. You're a woman. You are human. And now you receiving this promise. The promise has come to you. Now you are a son, a daughter of God. Operating the family business in the earth. So I ask you, why is it that we're putting up with the mess we're putting up with? I ask you, why is it that we're running around like mere humans that have no authority or power? Why is it that we act like we don't have any ability to get anything done? Why is it that we act as though that we are blown about by the wind and however we are blown, that is what it is whenever God has given us the authority in the earth. That whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. Amen. And somewhere along the way, we've got to dig our spiritual heels into the dirt. And we've got to declare there's no more backing up in us. And we are going to believe the word of the Lord. And we are going to operate in this manner. And we're going to declare the kingdom of God come. And the will of God be done in the earth. Amen. Someday I'm looking to go to to heaven. But you know what I'm more excited about? I've read about it. It's going to be glorious. But what I'm more excited about is bringing heaven into the earth. Amen. Now don't back up on me. Don't back up on me. Because that's what the Bible says. Did he not say, pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth. He's just got to get delegated authority lining up with his will in the earth as he desires it in heaven. Amen. Amen. Now, I, 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 you know, people get all real antsy when you start talking like that, but I, I believe tonight that we have to come to an understanding that God hasn't saved us to hold the fort till he comes. God hasn't saved us to drag us through a not hold backwards. He, he, he hasn't saved us for us to be beat around, knocked around, slapped around by the the. the, uh, the culture of the day. He has given us authority right in the middle of this culture to create a counterculture that looks like heaven. Amen. And this is the gateway of heaven he said, the church is the gateway of heaven. And so this should be the closest thing that people see that looks like heaven till we get to heaven. It ought to be a culture where that, that can you imagine anybody being sick in heaven? Can you imagine oppression in heaven? This ought to be a place that when we come into the in the, the atmosphere shifts everything that the enemy is trying to work in us. There ought to be an atmosphere. There ought to be a culture. Amen. That whenever sickness and affliction tries to get on our body, but we get in the culture that it's like heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that sickness has to die. Amen. Amen. We we get into that culture, that atmosphere, and, and chaos has to die. Confusion has to go. Amen. The enemy ha- that torments us has to be flee. The one that tries to separate and steal, kill, and destroy that spirit is broken off of us. And we experience heaven in our lives. Amen. But you see, we've we've bought into the lie that we got to wait till we get to heaven. We've bought into the lie. It's going to be hard down here. It's going to be rough. Well, read the other side of the book. Amen. I'm going to let you go in just a minute. But I can preach from it. Peerless times shall come. And men should be lovers themselves more than lovers of God. Have a form of God in but deny the power thereof and turn away. I can preach it. There's going to be a great falling away in this last day. There already has been. So why don't we go on over to the other side. In the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Oh, my servants and had as I will pour out. There's two realms working at the same time. And we've got to get our eyes off, off of what the enemy is doing. And we've got to get our eyes on what God has said. He has given us authority. He has given us dominion. He has given us power. And we can do something about it tonight. Amen. It is true there's a darkness at work. It's true the wicked one is running to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. But it's also true that greater is he that is in you. He can't just deceive whoever he wants to. He said he would deceive the elect if possible. That means I've got a choice. And I choose not to be deceived. I choose to live for righteousness. I choose to live, pull from the tree of good, pure, honest, holy, righteousness. I choose to have thoughts, right? Think on these things, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are holy, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are honest and of a good report. Think on these things. I've got a choice. And I choose to believe and walk in divine authority and say, kingdom of God, come and will of God be done in the earth as it is in the heavens. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm done for tonight. Praise God.